0: Welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dadass Podcast, the completely unconventional, unscripted podcast just to help us all figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. Me, I'm Matt, the self-proclaimed dadass, and on the other side of the microphone, in the flesh, across the uh, coffee table from me, is the one, the only, Sean, a.k.a. Dude, the resident family counselor. Sir, how the hell are you doing today?
1: I am so pumped right now to be recording live. It's not even funny. Like... We could have done this over Zoom. And I was like, you know what? I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. Let's go for it. Let's just absolutely do it. And and here's the funny
0: thing, right? Because it's been a while since I've you know been with you. And we can't be in the speakeasy for this recording. And that's fine because we're down here in the basement. But you
1: look like you have a squirrel's tail going right into your mouth. Uh, yep. Yep. Sure <laughs> do. It's actually called a dead cat. I'm not making that up. That's actually what it's called. I I could actually see it because it does look like it could be a dead cat. (laughs)
0: Um, I am so very, very excited for many reasons outside of the fact, one, that we're together doing this. Um, But also just super duper excited because, one, I feel like this is like the good old days. Mm Mm-hmm. We are also recording on what would have been the first day that I actually had done a, a an episode on my own prior to the tag teaming and this becoming a legitimate deal and you joining the team and then going, look, I have really cool equipment and I can make this look a lot better than what you're doing by yourself in the closet. <laughs> That's not exactly <laughs> the way I pitched it. But I'm also excited because this is all about not just parenting but adulting. Mm-hmm. Heather and I are going through this huge ordeal of refinancing our home and redoing the whole mortgage thing, which makes us feel like grown adults. And we are actually and we've talked about this before on the podcast huge Costco fans. Mm, Huge Costco fans. They now do mortgages. What? They do. I got an email on it and we looked into it. We're doing it. Great rates. You get the money back, of course, at the end of the year. You've got to be kidding. But here's the the real crappy part because it's Costco. We had to also buy 30 homes. (laughs) And that, sir, is how I snuck in this episode's dad joke. Well, I mean, you are refinancing your home. I didn't know that. but <laughs> We I was... are. That's why, that's why when I came across it, I made a note. Um, This this was back um, on on a dad joke book on February 27th. And I was like, (laughs) I got to do this one with the big guy when we record and I can do the joke. So I worked that in there without
1: having to use a script or anything. Wow, that's good. That's good. Actually, Kimberly and I are talking about how we need to refinance as well. It's supposed to be going up. Yeah, I, I would jump on it.
0: Um, so. And I have some stories of how red- redonculous ours has actually been. Yeah, you've shared some of them. But we we won't get into that. But the good news is I can lament our frustrations of actually doing a mortgage uh, re- refinancing our home. Um, I can lament over this strong, complicated yet delightful beverage that you've mixed for this episode.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, complicated but simple all at oh. the same time.
0: There's so much going on as I smell it.
1: Yeah. Um, so a really classic cocktail, um, is a Sazerac, um, which the history of the Sazerac is really kind of cool and you should read into it. It was started by a, I believe a Creole immigrant in, um, Louisiana and New Orleans. And he started making the drink for, you know, I think he owned an apothecary if I remember correctly and, um, may have started selling it as a, a a cure as I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. That part might might not be right, but I believe
0: it though. With some of the ingredients in here,
1: yeah. So so um, ended up becoming a Louisiana thing. Um, That's where most you know it's most prominent. Um, But so we took I took a a sazerac and we sort of turned it on its head. Not not completely, just mixed it a little bit differently. Um, So we still used uh, rye whiskey. So this is a toasted sesame uh, seed infused rye whiskey. Mm. Um, and you're going to get a, a lot of flavor notes off of it. You use a four to one ratio. So four, um, four parts wh- uh, whiskey and one part um, uh, sesame seeds. So I cheated a little bit because, um, you know, I have all like the fancy fun tools and gadgets and things. And I, um, I used a whipping siphon to pressurize it and rapidly infuse it um but you can do the exact same thing um at home um, without any of that stuff it just takes longer you toast the sesame seeds in a pan dry till they get like a nice golden brown color to them you put them in um to a container with your rye you shake it up and you let it sit overnight or maybe a little longer um to whatever your desired sort of concentrated level or taste and uh and then you're done so that's how you make your your sesame whiskey um then, um, I I recently went to go pick up Patrick, who I've talked about mm-hmm. before. He's um, staying at our house, and uh, when I was on my way to see Patrick, um, I got the first camp of the season in. Yeah, you did, and I was super excited about this. It was not, um, it was not as glorious as I had hoped it to be. The picture looked glorious, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, like it it was. It, where I ended up like for a beer and everything like that was fine. It was just, it was cold. Cause this, I mean, I was in upstate New York where I stayed. So, and I car camped. I, I did not, uh, um, you know, like tent camp or anything. Like I literally, I just, I built a platform in the back of the Subaru. Um, but even still it ended up down. Like I think when I woke up, it was 28 degrees outside. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a cold night. What kind of pack do you have? Um, well, that was the really dumb thing that I did where I said, oh, well, I'm in my car. I'll just pack some blankets. Um, and as someone who has like camped a lot and everything, I 100% know better than to do that. Um, but that's what I did. I'm going to skip an opportunity of blasting you while we're recording. Just forget it. Oh, are you talking about the time I forgot my socks? When <laughs> I said I need to go hiking <laughs> and then I got to your house. You told me you need to go hiking. Yes.
0: And I was like, Well, absolutely. Yeah. And you come without one of the most essential
1: <laughs> Yeah, that happened. Oh. Um
0: which is funny because I, I I always I even backpack even a day trip with extra socks in my pack. That's how much I value.
1: I know good clean, socks are
0: important. Clean, dry socks. I mean I I I practice safe
1: socks. Yeah, <laughs> everyone should. Everyone should. Also, side note, not related to the drink at all, but a good pair of wool socks. None of this like crappy I, cotton.
0: That's actually something that I want to invest in next year. Is is new wool socks? I'll get into it um, in another episode. I think we need to have a. Um, Safe Socks 101. I
1: think that would be great. <laughs> I think that would be great. From
0: REIR. Um,
1: yes. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. All right. Anyway, back to the drink. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you
0: also, time out. Side note about the drink you forgot a
1: sleeping bag or you didn't pack a sleeping bag. I'm just saying. I didn't forget one. I purposely left it at home <laughs> with your socks.
0: No, I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the place where I stayed, I used, have you ever heard of hip camp? Mm mm. Okay. I hadn't either. So it's like Airbnb, but for camping. So like, if you have a plot of land, you can like be a hip camp host and cool. you can like let people camp or whatever. So I got on hip camp cause I had, apparently it's been a thing for a while, but you know, we're old and not cool. Like yeah. the hip kids. Um, so got on hip camp, found this place. Well, they were connected. Uh, the place was called Pooh's Corner nice um and they were connected somehow with uh, a local um honey farm that's cool did you get honey so i got i i paid eight bucks extra for a jar of honey hell yeah you did um when i like they were like do you want to add this to your cart when i was like you know signing up and it's like super cheap still so dude
0: that's that's my one of my go-to souvenirs on trips honey honey really no joke I've had makes my sense. I've had my folks who are retired bring back stuff from cruises. Yeah. Honey. I've had honey from from South Carolina like different areas. There's just something like if I can't get a bourbon or something. Yeah. Honey, man. That's a
1: I never thought of that, but it makes a lot of sense just because there's and a lot of They all taste of, different. They all do. They really do. So this is blueberry blossom honey. In yeah, in here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you can feel it when you
0: when you swallow. You can feel the like the honey in here. Yeah.
1: So I made a simple syrup because friends don't let friends buy simple syrup. It's true. Um, so that's a rule. Yeah. It's kind of like how friends don't let friends skip leg day. It's you know? true. Um, so there is a little bit of that simple syrup in there, and then you rinse the glass with absinthe, which I'm not a huge absinthe. If you are, are familiar with it, um, has like a real like star anise flavor a real like black licorice sort of thing that's not my personal jam but it does add a nice little element so you just coat the inside of the glass with it Um, and i keep some of it in a little spray bottle so i actually just spritzed it in there but if you don't have that you can just swirl it around and um and that is from our friends at 451 spirits here in in town i love that um so put it into a stir stir it all up strain it into a glass Express a little bit of a, an, a lemon wedge or not wedge, yep. a peel on it, and uh, you're good to go. And it's just this super simple. So really, the only ingredient other than the absinthe wash, which is negligible, it's more for aroma. The only real ingredient you're you're drinking is is rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take a little bit of extra time, you can make it into something that's like unique and. Like, the sesame almost ha- it has a sesame flavor to it, but it also maybe has a little bit, for me, like a little bit of peanut butteriness that kind of mm-hmm. plays into this. And that works well with, like, the honey. and. Here, Here's what I'll say. If you don't like the
0: smell of sesame, you're not going to like the smell of this. Oh, yeah. No, you'll hate it. But I don't taste sesame. Interesting. I taste some some, like, nuttiness. Yeah. But there's also the bourbon, the lemon.
1: Well, not bourbon, rye.
0: Oh, the rye. Sorry. Yes, thank you. The rye. I smell as I'm, while I'm like, while it's hitting my lips, the lemon aspect. So I'm never really hit. You're 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 smelling up front a lot of sesame, but I'm not taking back. That's interesting because
1: I taste a lot of it.
0: Well, maybe it's because I've been sipping mine quite fast in the four to one ratio of rye is is overpowering i don't know i don't know i like it cheers to you cheers i also want to say i contributed a nice frozen ice ball you did Mm
1: -hmm. you did so yeah that's that's the drink of the
0: episode and and what's nice about this drink is it's perfect for those of us that want to try something more challenging but isn't challenging from right. the way
1: that you you kind of walked back, how to make this right? Um, it, it seems intimidating off on the fr- on the front end of it um, when you hear you know sesame infused whiskey. You're like, what? What or rye? What goes into that? But it's it's really not a difficult sort of thing. Um, so I would encourage anybody to 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 give that a try. The other reason I did it too, to be honest, um, kind of going into what we're going to talk about, um, it felt like a really simple but like there's a lot of grown-upness to it. Absolutely, right? like there's nuanced flavor. You know, we're getting a little older. We're appreciating things a little more. At least, hopefully. I don't know. I'm definitely getting older. I don't know yeah. about the appreciating part. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true.
0: I um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting. I go in in May to a specialist to see if I have arthritis in my knuckles. Uh, An old injury from about 15 years ago is flaring up. The heavier tuck gets and the more I carry him. And I'm starting to realize I am not, um, although I feel that I'm in great shape for my age, 35, um, I know that I'm getting older. And in the first year of being a father, I've realized I'm freaking older. And in that context, I just came through... um, read the great middle age survey that was in the most recent issue of men's health i have to give credit to it so we can reference our source who's the who's on the cover here um michael b jordan yeah who's 34 i believe yeah but they had this huge. i look
1: like i'm 90 compared to him
0: (laughs) right gosh he's he's looking good and and he's creed right yeah right i mean the things he can do. But this is the April 21 issue. So I want to I want to cite the source before we actually yeah, dive no. dive into this. And to kind of lay the, the groundwork, I'm 35. I'll turn 36 around Thanksgiving this year. You're 35.
1: No, I'm 34. I'll be
0: 35 this year. 34, 35. Wait, when's your birthday? August, and August. August. That's right. And so we are, I, I don't think we are old compared to... Other ages. Yeah. And I feel like we're very active with hiking, with the different things that we do. And I came across this. They had this like huge spread of how to stay healthy in different decades of your life. But they hit 37
1: this this, specifically. This hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Because they said, and I'm going to read the first part to tee this up 37 years old. That's the actual middle age as in the median age of men in America today. Now, let me stop before I read this further. Although this is going to be out of men's health, talking about the median age for men, I think this topic is relatable for everyone. Oh, yeah. Because we know through our analytics, we range from um, upper 20s into the mid-40s. Well, 37 breaks that right in the middle. So this gives enough time for men and women coming up to 37, things to think about, those that are 37 to have that oh shit moment, and I yeah. think that's the appropriate tagline, and then those that are after, and we we actually have a strong contingent not because of our moms who are actually listening in their <laughs> 50s, 60s. So, going back to this, um, as in the men, uh, median age of men in America today, it is... Also, nearly halfway through the average guy's lifespan, we surveyed hundreds of 37-year-olds to find out what ambitions, beliefs, and anxieties define this moment and help prepare them for the next. And so I photocopied this for you, shared it with you, and there were a couple areas that I wanted to kind of dive into. So we um, we have this wonderful drink. We have some extra bourbon just in case we start to go down a dark path yeah but what's great about this survey and I highly encourage you to read this I'm not gonna um, promote that you go buy this we're not sponsored by them right I just thought the content in here was great because it also comes down then in almost each area that they show um, statistics the questions uh, an opportunity to make the best and that's where I think specifically outside of you just your age with your background have a lot to weigh into as well and so the first one i
1: wanted to well, sh- hold on oh, before you get into it yeah I, the other thing i would sort of say is you were talking about um applicable i think you know the statistics or anything that's in there is is obviously representative of um the male population i think what we're going to talk about certainly is a dialogue i would love to open up um, if there's anyone who's like, Hey, I want to talk about that from a female perspective, I think that'd be great. Um, if you happen to have men in your life, this might be a, a, an interesting thing to sort of think about, or maybe open up a conversation, whether that's, uh, a spouse, a friend, you know, a significant other, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, 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 hope just like all of our things that this will be a catalyst for further conversation with someone other, you know, someone else, um, so if you have made it this far and you do not identify as a man, keep listening and see what happens. So thank you. And
0: to to add to that, we want to dialogue with you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, and at the podcast at gmail.com. Those are ways that you can get a hold of us.
1: And our actual fresh new website.
0: Oh yes, great plug. Batman and Robin right here. Um, so the first one that's on here, and we're not going to go over everything that's in here because some of this goes down directions that I don't want to talk about hmm. and also some directions that I have no idea what to talk about, Yeah. Uh, particularly finances. But if you want to learn about finances, you could go back three episodes yeah, and hear Mark there you go. <laughs> Fobble uh, talk about that one. But the first question that I really wanted to dive into, and, and I'm going to ask you before I read the results um, aloud, how do you feel about being, quote, middle-aged? Now, again, 34, mm-hmm. I'm 35. We're not quite there. We'll just call it But there. we're flirting with it. So we'll yeah. just say for the sake of this conversation that we're middle-aged. How do you feel about being middle-aged? Do you feel pretty good, great, not great, terrible? Uh,
1: honestly, I'm going to say, like, Good. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel terrible about it either. Um, I certainly don't feel great about it. And I think that might be just cause of like some of my own like personal health things and like, you know, all that's mm-hmm. so, like, you know, I've done the whole cancer thing twice. Um, and I remember actually the first time that it happened, I mean, this could hopefully will be a whole other episode. Um, testicular cancer. I remember thinking, Oh man, like I'm too young to have cancer. um, that's actually not true. Um, and particularly for testicular cancer, I was actually on the old side of it, which that, <laughs> that even hurt even more. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, I think it's like sixteen to thirty two. I think is the average um, for for that my t- particular type of cancer. But um, so I think that's contributed to it. But see, at the same time, I've had a ton of wonderful experiences. I have reached a point in my life where I feel like I. Um, have done a lot of things I that I'm both proud of and things that I would prefer not to have to redo. Yeah, right. Um, in all aspects, like social things, like all that sort of stuff. So I would say like good, mm-hmm. but optimistic for the future. Certainly. How about you?
0: Well, you know, and it's hard to feel great right now. That's I, that's it too. <laughs> you
1: know, we're 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 um
0: you're out and about, vaccinated, everything, but like you're like a dog that has a longer leash but you're not quite off the leash yeah yeah to even be able to go out and fully do things yeah, yeah um i would say i'm i'm a strong pretty good okay um confidently uh pretty good and and that actually is where 56% of those that surveyed um landed 56% pretty good 21% great 20 not great 3 terrible and what alarmed me, not alarming, what jumped out at me about the 56% here is that was more than I thought would be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's actually true.
0: You know, um, is that how you, how you felt when you read that?
1: Yeah. And I mean, as, as a counselor, I sort of also look at this. Um, I have to also wonder anytime you do a survey and it's a self-report survey and all that sort of stuff, like the little like academic scientists in my brain starts to go off. And I'm like, well, like, how did they ask this question? Was it on a, a Likert scale, which is like a one to five or, you know, those sorts of things. So um, I did notice, I don't know if you noticed this, that, that they said they picked a demographic representative of the United States population mm-hmm. uh, to which I interpreted to mean they looked at um, race and, Uh, probably sexual orientation as well would be my hope at (laughs) least. Um, So I thought that was kind of a good thing. But um, my point in saying this is I wonder how many people said great, but really felt pretty good or said not great, but really felt pretty like, you know what I mean? Like I I wonder about the honesty of, of that.
0: A- absolutely A- because and there's no way to know but the, just the thought that went through my mind too is what numbers were going out that day too you know yeah. like covid numbers you know yeah. did it shoot up that day and people then were like no i feel like crap or you know if this was for april which mean they probably went to print in um february and it came out in march um did the inauguration happen When this happened, was the stock market? What
1: was doing with the stock market? Yeah,
0: like did the coup just happen? Yeah, you know all of those things. And what what it says here is, um, most guys felt pretty good about being thirty seven, but great was more elusive. And one in four learned more. um, Sorry, leaned more toward midlife crisis. Um, In terms of race and income, white men and guys making less than thirty five thousand were more likely to feel not great then great. And overall, white men uh, rated themselves worse than black, Asian, Hispanic men did. Interesting. Which really kind of blew my mind with certain things um, going on currently in social media. And then of course on, on, on the news with different movements. But here's where I think, especially with your background. um, And then I'm always my, my rye glasses half full. um, (laughs) Their opportunity, which is their nice way of saying like ways to not, not feel great instead of worrying about whether you've lost a step try refocusing on grown-up gains like deeper relationships professional success or being a dad says whoever this person is that they're quoting uh drew ramsey uh dr drew ramsey reframe middle life crisis as transformational opportunities and then they go on to say and i think that's a good like kind of growth growth mindset um kind of a uh, way to look at it. Instead of I'm getting older, I could look at it as I have more
1: opportunities to blank. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's actually, it made me think of um, something uh, I've been, my dad and I are planning a big trip together, as you know, which
0: should be an episode in itself. Hopefully beforehand. We'll be, and yeah, then after,
1: Yeah. Um, we're going to head out West. Um, we made some big strides actually over, over the past few days, we bought a trailer. I built a box for the platform and everything. And um, but I've been listening to a lot of uh, different like overlanding podcasts because that's what we're setting out to do. We're gonna go camp for about two to three weeks out out west. Um, and I was listening to one. I think it was uh, the Overland Journal podcast. I think is what it was. But they were talking about. Um, first time and, like, when you go out for your first time and, and all that sort of stuff and, like, how you'll make mistakes. And they were talking about the mistakes they made and they actually talked about, like, something is bound to go wrong and, like, embrace that and try and turn it into, like, what's my opportunity here? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's the opportunity to, like, stay someplace a little longer that you didn't realize if your car broke down or maybe it's, you know, that you're going to get a nice picture or whatever, get a good story out of it yeah um so i like the reframing part but it just sort of reminded me of that
0: i can't wait for your trip i'm pumped we're gonna we're gonna talk all about your trip in a full episode because the things that you've shown me and then told me i can't wait to just go do a test run with you
1: papa diddy's gonna have to be back on the app on the on the old podcast here
0: yeah we'll do it i'll, I'll have to like moderate a recap of the trip with you too
1: that's a good idea. It's
0: going to be intense. So, All right. Anyway, next. Um, so this next question actually segues from what you were just saying about kind of reframing. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, you believe your best days are.
1: Are mm. they ahead
0: of you, right now, behind you? I'm actually shocked at the statistics from this. I believe that they're ahead of me. How about you?
1: I'd say that as well. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you're
0: sure as shit are, after what you were just teasing.
1: <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. I know they're not behind me. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: That is very true. I, let me... You know what? I will save that. The question I was going to ask you, I'm going to save. All right. And then earlier, something you said jogged my memory to a follow-up that I just put on my phone for okay. tomorrow. Um. 57%, nearly 60%, two-thirds almost, now I'm really just exaggerating, said that they believe they're ahead of you. 57%.
1: That surprises me.
0: While more than half of the men surveyed were optimistic about their tomorrow, may, uh, what their tomorrow may bring, nearly one in four felt as if they are already peaked. Fitness may play a part into this. 45% of men who said that they were, quote-unquote, out of shape or, quote-unquote, a wreck... Their best days were behind them, but it's hardly the only answer. I like to think just through the last four weekends, I've hiked with an. Uh, oh my gosh, how old is he now? A one and a half year old, and and
1: that's something Heather's gonna yell. When she's she hears. Gonna,
0: she's gonna leave a bad review. That's a
1: one star <laughs> review
0: right there. It has been so unbelievably fun to be in a car with someone who cannot coherently speak with me. Or someone who can't talk to me, but I'm walking on a trail talking like a madman to someone that either stays quiet or just goes, da, da, da. Yeah. And just last weekend, from when we're recording right now, I taught him how to throw stones. Oh, we were trying yeah, to you skip sent me that stones. Video. And he just had so much fun. And through sign language and the limited vocabulary he has, he was doing the sign and going, mo, mo, mo. To throw more rocks. He had his little, like, almost aviator-looking things on, his little North Face jacket. And I was just like, if it's this fun now, yeah. I can't wait to have a little dude to go hike with. I mean, shoot, I've always said if you go hike and you have, like, you climb a big mountain, you drink a good beer afterwards. So we're sitting on the back of my escape... I'm drinking a water out of a Gatorade bottle, and he's drinking out of his little sippy cup. We do a cheers and smile. It was, it was precious. Sip, sip, sip. Our best days are ahead of us. Yeah. So um, that's just one area outside of just my hopes and dreams at work and other areas. I'm not sure where you're at, um, but I definitely do a, um, align with the 57% saying ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um there's just a lot of I I feel like my I still have a lot of things that um I get to accomplish or hopefully will get to accomplish I should say um but I've always been that sort of I've always it's a it's a good but bad habit it's very much double-edged sword where I I sometimes spend so much time thinking about what will happen next that I kind of almost forget to like be here right now which is why I try to do things like mindfulness and that sort of stuff um, because I've, I've always been a, f- uh, a forward thinker mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so, but no, I would definitely say ahead. Well, and you, you do something that they
0: actually say a lot of us who are struggling with middle age um, should do and they gave three tips to take action like your, your middle age makeover and that's to read, watch, And listen. Um, And then they gave like a book, a a documentary, and a podcast. But you're always reading
1: Mm, and watching
0: and learning things, let alone contributing to a podcast, trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing.
1: One conversation at a time.
0: And one cocktail at a time. One cocktail at a time. And so like, I don't know, for those who aren't actively watching, reading, or listening, I wonder if those were more of the people that are thinking right now or in the past. I don't know. You know, I may that's probably too, too far off the point, but like are the 57% that are ahead of you
1: actively doing something to better themselves and not yeah. caught in a rut. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, um, fun and frustration of looking at any statistic. Certainly is, um, I recognize and I know you recognize. We're really talking about a chicken and egg sort of situation here, like are you do you think your best days are behind you because of this or are your best days behind you because, like it, it's just a yeah. you know. Well, or oh, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say, right? I do.
0: And and part of the reason why I thought this would be such a good good um like topic for an episode is the fact that I've always seen like median ages and different things, and like, oh, 70s, 80s, that's far off. I don't have to worry about that. Middle age is like 40s and 50s. Yeah. And then when I read this, I was like, oh, snap, I'm 36. Mm -hmm. I'm one year down. Then I have to round up. And so this has made me think not too deeply. But also in a lot of ways deeply about me at 35, things I haven't done, things I want to do, things I need to do. And I think for me, as I look at getting life back to normal here in our home and then other opportunities for growth in in a lot of different ways for both Heather and I, um, it made me kind of pump the brakes for a second and go, hold the phone, Joan. If I was playing professional sports, I'd be retired because I'm not Tom Brady. But then it was like 37, although I feel great and feel like I'm in great shape, I'm now at that midway point statistically. And so I think that's something, if we're going to be successful at what we're doing as adults and we're going to be productive as parents, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and realize what we can and cannot do with what we have at the time in which we have it. And I sure as hell want to make the most out of all the energy and you know youthfulness I still have left at this
1: age. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I think that that's something for someone that's either a few years younger or a few years older to kind of stop in hearing some of these to say, you know what, I'm not happy. I need to get my act together or I'm not happy, but I could shift my focus or do one simple thing to be more mindful of what I have to make things better. And that's why I think this is so, um, so amazing this, this whole study and there's, there's more I want to get into, but I wanted to just ask you right now because you're almost a doctor no, no. (laughs) and you always have deep things to say. You still can't
1: tell people that that's not true.
0: What, what were you I'm curious and I'm putting you on the spot here outside of someone trying to master drinks with dude from every episode what would be some kind of thing that you would share with someone or technique or thought for someone that right now is right at that that middle age and I'm using the quotes from 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 this to get them to start to say you know what each day Let's shift that mindful, uh, that, that mindset, that thinking to go from your, your, your past to, um, your best days can be ahead of you or are ahead of you. Like what's, what's something
1: that you would, you would recommend? Okay. So, um, man, that is kind of a tough one and that is totally on the spot. Very much unscripted this evening. It's true. Um, my first response to that would be something that I've said like time and time again, which is it's always okay to not be okay. Um, and if someone has kind of been confronted with this, whether it was through an article or a conversation or maybe listening to this or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, I need to sort of get my, get it together. The very act of, um, Realizing that the way that you view the world doesn't have to, whether, and we're talking about this from a negative lens. If, you, if you're viewing mm-hmm. the world from a negative lens, that um, it doesn't have to be that. Um, the way in which you see and interact with the world may not be what's actually happening, and it doesn't have to be that way. And by you saying, whoa, like something doesn't seem right about this. I need to change something. You've already done a monumental thing by recognizing you're in a space that's not healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so pat, on, pat yourself on the back because um, coming to that point right there is one of the most challenging parts of all of it. Um, so as much as I'd love to tell you, there's like this one little thing. Um, I, I, I don't think there is, Mm -hmm. um, there's not a phrase that I can utter or something like that. What I would say is if you find yourself feeling like you're in a really negative space, um, whether that's what your outlook on life is, is, or, you know, whatever that is, it's okay. And it doesn't have to always be that way. And it won't always be that way. But no, go in, know that what you're about to do by confronting that is you're going to be confronted with a lot of work. And at the end, it's going to be really, really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, find someone to help you navigate through that, whether that's a counselor, whether that's, you know, uh, a friend, a life coach, wh- whatever that may be. Um, you know and also start like small like yeah remember celebrate the fact that you recognize like, that you like flip the lights on and you're like whoa something's not right here certainly right like and i mean that like actually legitimately celebrate that because there are millions of people who don't come to that realization and th- yeah feel like the way in which they navigate the world is just the way it has to be and, and that's not true
0: and, and I can't speak on behalf of, of the education and background that you have, but as a, as a spin instructor, I always tell new riders, especially if they've never rode before, do not try and keep up with me. I said, this is your first class, so you have a ginormous mountain to climb, but whatever progress you make today, whether it's really small in your mind or really large, is far better than what you've done already. Yeah. So take those small victories and let that get you to the progress and the results that you want. You're not going to go from never riding before to keeping up for an hour class and crushing it at your right. max, you know, heart rate and, and, you know, 20, 30 miles. Take small victories and celebrate them. And yeah. That, I tell my class every day there's two rules, but the one I want to share to make this point is just ride 1% harder than you did last class. And a lot of small progress equals large change. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one shift. The older I get,
1: the more that I think for me to stay positive yeah. and not lose my freaking mind. Well, and like Kimberly um, and I, most, I'll be honest, most, mostly Kimberly, I, I need to be much better about my physical fitness than i am i've been much better about my diet you're doing great you look great and that beard's coming in thank you um but the next sort of hurdle is is a a good physical fitness routine but um we subscribe to peloton Mm -hmm. and um they talk about some of the instructors will talk about how like just the act of getting on the bike or doing whatever exercise they're doing or whatever already puts you like leaps and bounds ahead of where you were just like you've Art, you've hit play you're you've here sho- you've shown up to the gym mm-hmm. what like whatever that is like you have already made more progress like the hard part's over like you know so well,
0: and and what you said just reminded me of something that sasha said in our um second part make your bed make your bed Every morning since that I've made the bed, and I think I can confidently say for Heather too because I had shared that with her after we recorded like how profound such a simple statement could be. Um, I have now made my bed thinking about what Sasha said that just making your bed gives you a time to set your day, set your mood. And that is actually something that I have been mindful of since and brings us to the next point that I actually wanted to make and that's what best describes your day-to-day mood. And um, I think this is a good one. I mean there's a lot more on here, but there were three or four of these in particular that I wanted to talk about because it's very easy to be like, shoot, I'm on the I'm on the downhill now. So I ascended up the hill and now I'm 37 middle age so now it's downhill from here. I have yeah. to descend. You know, that could be the the attitude, right? At 37 and a half or 37 in one day or 40 or 50. And so what feeling best describes your day-to-day mood? Are you upbeat, um, indifferent, stressed, or lonesome? We're the four. I'm not going to ask you where you're at. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. It's a slightly more complicated answer. Of course it is. Yeah. You're a counselor. Five minutes to give a five-second point.
1: Yeah. Just, I would say, by and large, you didn't even, upbeat. You didn't even. I'm just. I'm just ignoring you. you <laughs> <laughs> um, by and large, upbeat. But I still very much have moments of not good. Right? Was that what was the what was what were the options?
0: Well, upbeat, and not good was not one. Oh, okay. Upbeat. <laughs> no, what was
1: upbeat? The, oh upbeat stressed indifferent Oh stress and lo- lonesome okay so I would say by and large upbeat with a healthy to unhealthy level of stress at some point at some points um,
0: yeah but isn't a little bit of stress
1: stress still, is not a stress is good. a good thing and I could that I could spend a whole five hours telling you why stress is not, you know not a bad I, thing I um, actually like stress.
0: Yeah. I think adversity
1: shows character. Yeah. And so I like the stress um I think by what by what they're talking about is on an unhealthy level of stress, not a healthy level so of certainly,
0: stress. Certainly. Or someone may maybe they were taking it um someone that's always
1: anxious or Right, right. So I would say upbeat with stress sort of mixed in there, um, for sure. But that's something that I personally deal with all the time. So
0: Well, the, the one thing, and, and I could only imagine how you would feel in, in the career you're in living and breathing, hearing people, reading about people, doing what you do, and then still trying to juggle and keep your life and everything in. So there's a lot that, that not being you, I can kind of see Mm -hmm. without knowing, um, Here, though, what kind of surprised me, but maybe didn't surprise me, is that more people were negative. See, that doesn't surprise me. Or not so positive. And and then I'm like, well, we did just get out of a ferocious campaign. We did are still in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. If you're
1: 37, you're most likely married. So Mm -hmm. that's a lot of stress. I don't know what the statistics are in marriage at this age. Stressed. No, no, married or not married, married or not married by thirty seven
0: i think thirty seven's starting to be I think mid to upper thirties, the last that I saw, but I can't tell you I can't cite my source or the number um is more or less where people are getting married okay. than in their upper twenties um or even younger, like back in the day, yeah, um, but really, we're looking at sixty percent on something that's more negative. Than mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. Which which I guess you're right. Um, you know, with how fast paced everything is, with everything that's going on. Um, for those that feel lonesome, I can see and I can relate to, even though that's ten percent. It is very easy. And I've heard this from folks that have emailed us or have talked to me, um, that listen to the podcast, where they're like, I see all these mom influencers. And their stuff looks so put together. I'm at home and I have messy hair or I have kids stuff all over me or dads who have spit up on their shirts. And they're like, then I look at Facebook or Instagram and meals look great. People are making meals for lunch and snacks that I wouldn't even make for dinner at home. And like I can see how people can feel lonesome or how people could start to feel anxious
1: because it's so easy to think that so many people have it put together. Yeah, um, so one of my all-time favorite podcasts, um, and it's a huge podcast, um, Armchair Expert, Dax Shepard. I was just going to say that. Um, I think it is actually the very first episode. Um, You know, when you're when you're Dax Shepard and you're married to Kristen Bell, you have an automatic built-in celebrity guest. Your first one. We're, yeah. We're not quite, I mean, my wife is fabulous. Your wife is fabulous. They're not quite like as known as Kristen Bell. Um, you know, I, I think my wife's probably better than Kristen Bell, but that's whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they have a whole conversation about um, comparison and comparison hangovers. Mm-hmm. And, and this idea of like, Don't forget that Instagram is like a highlight reel of someone's life. How many Um, pictures did you take? Right. Like, I I don't know if you ever seen like the behind the scenes of like married to or dating or married to an an Instagram (laughs) influencer and it shows like some man or woman or or whatever, like trying to take a picture of, 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 of the famous, you know, quote unquote famous person. Um, And like, they're like contorted in this like super weird way and like nothing looks the way it should and all that stuff. And then they show you the image and you're like, wow.
0: We we should ask some of the influencers we've had, like Breakfast with Nick or the Lean Green Bean. Yeah. About what, what the reality is behind... The camera. Um, you know, a thought that I had, and I'm just going to air it out here while we're recording. We've never talked about this, but as a joke, I told someone, I think on my personal social media, I wasn't talking podcasts, but now I'm going to throw it to podcast because I had your delightful drink and then some redemption. Um, I think we should do one day, uh, one week, listener, like provided submitted photos of what their day and week actually looks like. Yeah. Like no filter. First picture you take. We're not setting up the perfect picture of your meal. Like it's a soggy sandwich at a desk. It's the fact that you have um, a bow tie tied terribly because you had to tie it while you were at a red light on Morse. Um, It's like all the, the actual
1: realities That, that truly is what I guess is reality. And I think that would be really interesting as someone, you know, who also loves photography and art and all that stuff. I think that would be an interesting project to do because we're, it's not ugly. Right. I don't mean like, I don't want anyone to think that we're talking about it in terms of like making fun of that. Like there is beauty in real life. I think there would
0: actually be more likes And comments on social media because someone would be like, That's my day right now. Yes. That's a Tuesday. Yes. You know, and and then instead of and the reason why I bring it up is you have the lonesome, stressed, and indifferent. So upbeat was forty percent, stressed was twenty eight percent, indifferent was twenty two and lonesome was ten, right? You could take thirty pictures to try and get the right shot of blank. Mm Mm-hmm. But it also took 30, 20
1: shots to get that good picture. Yeah. I tell you what, if there's someone who is still listening right now and they're like, I will do this, all you got to do is email us or send us a a message on one of our social media platforms. DM
0: us on on Instagram or on Facebook. Email us at uh, thedadasspodcast at gmail.com. I'm dead serious. I think that'd be sweet for a week to have different adults. Doesn't even have to be a parent. No. Um, all over, men, women, married, unmarried, uh, parents, not parents, to just show the realities and shittiness yeah. of life. Because I think that that's missing on social media. And I think that's why I said I was surprised. I, I'm not surprised. I think I'm more surprised that it was 60, 40 <laughs> and not even 70, 30 surprised or saddened both good point so there's a lot more i want to cover on here but this is more or less um we wanted to just put put an episode together for us to really think about middle age and i'm using air quotes on that um hard to believe but we're here i actually want to say i'm glad i came across this now because it really has made me shift my mindset in the week that
1: I've known about it. Oh, I have one thing that's very related to this. Tell me. Kind of like rapid fire. But not yeah. not. yeah, do it. Um, is it okay if I, I, I say the milestone that, that Dave just recently celebrated? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 70th, right? He doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's he just celebrated his 70th birthday. He sure did, yeah have you stopped to think about this fact you're now half your father's age and the age he was when he had you that's a good point i hadn't thought about that i'm yeah. going to talk
0: to him about that we're, we're recording the week of easter so i'm i'm going to well this is going next week yeah so anyway yeah so this is live yeah. you know in a sense i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him about that hey dad it just dawned on me yeah That's a, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I think it's important for us though, to think about things like this, right? Yeah. Because it's too easy for us to go, I don't have it put, I'm not put together when I'm older, I'm going to start saving or, um, I'm not old because old is, you know, people are dying when they're eighties and and nineties now, but really this puts it in perspective where it was kind of like, let's pump the brakes for a second and see
1: where we're at. Yeah. You know, we don't get report cards anymore. Young old like beginning of your life, end of your life, it is never too late to start living. I like that, and that that is there
0: i mean that there's no bigger truth bomb there's there's no more you know there's there's not a better point to to make than that and and that's why I think this has truly like shaped my heart and mind uh over the past week, and you know what cheers to you, sir. Cheers. And cheers to the best days ahead of us. And cheers to you listening to us wherever and however you're listening to us. We just want to say thank you. And please continue to support us by following us on our on our different social medias. Um, and please be able to um, just interact with us there yeah. or at the um, dadasspodcast at gmail.com. Um, there's a few times we've dropped that
1: today. Also, do us a favor and hit a couple, you know, give, give us a nice... Uh, review or a terrible one i mean i'd prefer a good one but, yeah you know you know what we need a one star two star from time to time No, time nope, with the nope. perfect fives that we have so far um all <laughs> baker's dozen um on on apple Podcasts. no but actually for real that actually yeah. is really helpful that's the simplest way it, uh to help us as a podcast grow as an independent small podcast please the the more five stars we
0: can have the better um Huge monumental thing outside of of the one year of the first podcast or um, uh, Papa Loaf celebrating 70 years. Um, uh, DS and the Goat Herders, they're all vaccinated. They're going yes. back on the road. Are Our they? house band yes. that does the intro outro, so kudos to you guys. Um, and then thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to you for being here with me. Thank it's been you. a while. And then uh, most importantly, stay strong, dadass.